Thanks for joining me. My name is Elizabeth Alfano, and I'm going to break it down for you because I am alone today in the After Buzz Studios. I'm breaking down episode 13, the very last episode of season three of Casual. Alex gets dumped. Val gets a conscience. Who knew that was possible? Laura finds a home. And did somebody say baby? Stick with me. I'll break it down. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion. After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yes. So crazy right now. Most incredibly. She girl. Me. She boy. I love this song. Especially because of the beginning. Uh-oh, 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 oh no, no, uh-oh, 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 oh no, no. Okay, so this is how I felt when I watched this episode. I was like, oh no, you didn't. Gosh darn it, I knew that they snuck in a little bit of S-E-X a couple episodes ago between Ray and Alex because it was going to come back to haunt us. But actually... I think it's the best thing that could have happened to him. So I'm going to break it down this week's episode, uh, episode 13 of the season three casual, by character. Because I think the character arcs are so wonderful. They finally all come home here, I'll say. They sort of come back to roost. So we'll start with our love, uh, Alex. And he's just cuter every episode, people. Let's face it. Tommy Dewey, I hope that you'll come on the show at some point again, because you were on last season. But it'd be great to have you back again. Uh, so here we have Alex, who has never been dumped, and he can barely take it, and he doesn't even know when it's happening to him. So we all know when someone says, I need a little space, because we all been there. Come on now. We've all been through it. Except Alex. He hasn't been through it. So he, he doesn't even know. Like, he doesn't even read the signs. He's so loosey-goosey about relationships that he's just like, huh, what? So everyone's trying to tell him, Leah and Liam, who are so sweet, eternally sweet, eternally happy, eternally loving. We love them. They are the beacon of light. And, of course, Ray, they're all like, dude, nah, uh you have so been dumped. And Ray's trying to tell him, you know, no, no. When someone says, you need space, or they need space from you, basically, that means it's over. And he just can't process it. And you see him in the beginning, his beloved waffle uh, maker has been broken. And he starts to feel, even though he's not ready to accept that he's been dumped, and his friends haven't yet really like forced him to see the truth, you can see in the back of his mind, he's processing something. This is what I love about the show, and I love about the writing about this show. It's not everything is on the surface level. A lot of it's really subtle. So they show here Alex knowing and not wanting to know at the same time. And he has this dialogue with this guy at the electric store, like, why can't you fix my waffle maker? And the guy's like, look, it's 1999. Go to Bed Bath & Beyond. And he's like, no, no, my waffle maker, you don't understand. It means something to me. It's not disposable. Life isn't about throwing people away. Or are we talking about a waffle iron? We're not sure. So he's talking about his beloved waffle iron, but really... He's starting to feel the effects of, like, maybe I've been thrown away and how horrible that feels, as we all know. So he goes back, and Ray kind of confirms for him at home, like, no, no, dude, that's code for, nuh-uh, it's over. So he just can't believe it, and he goes to our beloved Judy Greer. Uh, He goes to Judy, and he's like, wait, wait, no, why would you ever end our relationship? And he gets a little bit of something-something right back to him, and she says, and it's true, You're my hot guy. 
It's true. Come on now. Uh, you're my hot guy, and you're my unserious guy, and you're my rebound. And so that kind of stings for him. Uh, but he takes it all in stride. And again, I love what Xander has done, the creator of this series. He gives us our comic relief in Alex. So even when Alex has bad news, and this is bad, his first major breakup, he doesn't go into the depths like uh, Val does played by Michaela Watkins, and I'll get into her in just a minute. Uh, she gets into some very dark places here. But even in his sad moments, Alex kind of keeps it in very cute stride. Uh, but he goes home, and he decides, because he feels so bad about himself, he decides to try to fix the waffle iron, which, great writing, is sort of he's trying to fix himself. And this is how this plays out, is his way of processing this information. Uh, and when all else fails, you go to maybe a possible hookup, because who doesn't want to rebound? And he goes to Jennifer and says, like, hey, you know, I need some therapy, but really more than anything else, I'd love you to validate me right now. So could we have a hookup or could something happen here? And uh, she sort of tells it like it is. So this is kind of another stinging moment for him. Just when he thinks he's going to get some love and kind of love it up to feel better, she says, and I quote, I think you're a tremendous narcissist. <laughs> And basically, you've lucked into a life of privilege, which I didn't exactly see because he's had a tricky life. But OK, we'll give it to her. You've lucked into a life of privilege. So she basically kicks him in the bootay and kicks him out of her office. So he is back to his house just processing, like, what the heck has happened to him? I'll come back to him because something has happened to him and it's pretty major. But I'll I'll segue now into Val, who... Laura, as we know, has gone and sold her dining room table. The only thing she's told us, the only thing she actually really cares about, which is a sad state of affairs. She has all these relationships around her. She damages all of them, be they familial or sexual or amorous or sibling relationships, every single solitary, or even with her secretary. I mean, you name it, she's going to destroy it. So she's all freaked out. Where's my table? And then later she thinks, oh, yeah, and where's my daughter? So she's calling her daughter like, what have you done with my table? And then she realizes my daughter's nowhere to be found, and maybe she's run away. So she calls her ex over, Drew, and they just kind of bicker about each other. And you see that, again, Val just permanently showing how unhappy she is. And as we see as we progress, again, in this episode, like all the episodes, she starts out being generally unhappy, and she goes to basically a place of self-loathing. And I don't fully understand it. We can talk about it, you and me. Uh, and I hope you guys are throwing me your questions on YouTube and stuff so I can, as soon as I get off the show, I can answer you my thoughts. And so throw me your, your ideas, too, because just me up here on the panel today. So I'm all by myself. So keep me company and throw me some thoughts. Uh, so, uh, yes, Val, she is just going into this place of despair. And so she says to Drew, you know, gosh, we only made it 17 years. I guess everybody leaves me after 17 years, referring to Laura, who's now, they think, run away. And Drew's like, whatever. I'm not in the mood for your melodrama. We made it 17 years. That's pretty gosh darn good. You know, and by the way, since you're not really that good of a mother, I mean, this has to be the first time ever that we've seen Val care about her daughter. I have to say, I was surprised. I was surprised she even took the effort to look for her or took the effort to call her ex and say, have you seen her? Uh, so she doesn't even check her social media to think like, where's my kid? Where's my daughter? Maybe her friends know. I mean, she admits that Laura probably has no friends. And so she checks her social media and she realizes that Laura's at her mother. And that's just 
enough to throw her over the edge. Like she'd rather, as her ex-husband says, you'd rather she were be she would be in Sierra Leone than you know in Burbank with your mother, and that's like all Val can take because she has such not hatred for her mother, but she cannot forgive her. And so when you carry that kind of anger burden baggage with you. It's just looming for her mother. And so she trucks all the way out to Burbank and she says, Laura, like, what the heck's going on here? What have you done? Why, why are you here? And why didn't you talk to me about it? And Laura rightfully says, she puts her right in her place. She said, I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to reach out to you to get any kind of attention. And so she says, I'm finally at a place where people care about me, referring to her grandmother, uh, who's... What's wrong with me? The grandmother's name is uh, not not Dawn. Dawn. Keep forgetting my D's. Okay, Dawn. She says, you know, there's finally someone who cares about me. And Dawn, who's like this ultra hippie who never really gets back to reality in any real real way, she's like this falling apart in her chair. I mean, she's totally like melding with the fake leather uh, out in the Burbank yard. And Laura says, you know, finally someone cares about me. And there's this great expression, of course, that grandchildren and grandparents are symbiotic partners because they have a common enemy, which is to uh, rail on the, the mother and or daughter in the middle. So naturally there's this connection between the two of them and you see them dunking their tea as if they're obviously genetically related because they're just like in sync dunking their tea. But she says, like, I'm staying here. I like it here. Someone cares about me. And I feel great for Laura that she has a home, at least temporarily. I feel great for her that she has a second shot at family because she never got family with Val. And I feel good for her that she didn't. At the end of episode 12, I thought, uh-oh, this kid might not come back. She might get back on a bus from Sacramento, and we'll, we won't see her again. So I was very happy that she made the decision to actually go home, home, home to family. So that was wonderful. But this brings together Val and Dawn. And Val, again, has such anger towards her mother. And she says, you know, you were a horrible parent. Basically, she says, this is great. She says, nothing makes me happy. I used to have dreams. I don't dream anymore. I make the same mistakes over and over. I thought you were a horrible parent. You were both distant and indulgent. And all the things I hated in you, I am doing myself. So it gives us a little bit of insight into why Val has such loathing for herself, but I don't fully understand. I mean, I understand why she's not a great parent, because she didn't have a great parent herself. But I don't understand really why she hates herself so much, why she wants to keep herself in a place of misery. Um, in fact, it reminds me a little bit, this is sort of crazy, a crazy segue, but uh, there's a show that's about to come on the USA Network called Sinner. And it's really interesting what they've done on the USA Network. Rather than have a whodunit murder mystery thriller, this is all about why did the person do it. So it stars Jessica Biel, and she's also the executive producer, which is kind of cool. Uh, again, it's going to air Wednesdays, 9 p.m. Central. And uh, she is a suburban mom. She's with her husband and kid, and she's on the beach, and she commits a very public, violent crime. So everybody knows she does it. We don't have to find out in the series because it's an eight-episode uh, miniseries. We don't have to find out who did it or, you know, um, how can we track them down. We know who did it. Jessica Biel did it. 
But why would she do it? Why would such a happy person do this kind of violent crime? And so Bill Pullman is the uh, policeman who tries to figure this out, the why in it. So not the who done it, but the why done it. And I feel that way about Val. I've, I've felt, felt this way the whole time. I understand that she's not a good parent, and I understand that she doesn't have the tools in life to get her life together. I understand this. But she, she just can't bring herself to love herself or forgive herself. And yet she continues to just treat her daughter horribly. So I'm not quite sure, but I think we get an inkling into this at the very end. So when I get into my predictions for season four, because come on, Lucky Seven, I want a season four. I think I'm starting to finally understand Val. So I want you guys to, you know, hit me up on YouTube and send me your comments and stuff because uh, I want to know what you think. But anyway, we have this heart to heart and finally Val gets it off her chest and she tells her mom. And she realizes in telling her mom and basically in losing her daughter, losing her daughter to her mother, that she really misses Alex. And we've known this all along. I think even Alex has known it. But finally, she goes back to Alex and she tells him, why are we living apart? You're my best friend. You've always been my best friend. And that, of course, feels great for Alex. So he feels, you know, very happy about this, that she said this to him. But um, finally, we, we have at least Val admitting where some of her pain comes from, the pain with her mother and the pain of missing her brother. Let's get back to her brother. So, and I knew something was going to bite him. But again, I think it's a good bite because all along in season three, he's been saying, I wanted Emmy's baby. And I was kind of excited about the thought of a family and having a stab at this. So here we have Alex coming off being dumped and feeling very badly and trying to fix his own waffle machine, which is basically trying to fix himself. And Ray, his one night stand, his uh, Airbnb roomie, says, I'm pregnant and it's yours. And this is where we have just a huge character arc from our little lovey bear here who's all grown up. He is just no more baby. Our baby is all grown up because uh, he handles it well. He does not panic. He does not freak out. He does the very politically correct thing and says, it's your choice. You get to decide. And, of course, poor Ray. She's like, ah, the guilt, I can't take it. The guilt if I go through with an abortion, because is there any harder decision to make in your entire life? Or the guilt if I have the kid and I screw it up. Well, we only have to look at Val for that. Although she doesn't feel as guilty as she should, but she sure does screw it up. So she's like, I'm screwed either way. And this is very reminiscent of episode 12, when we went back to 1999 and Val was going through the same thing. So it is amazing how life repeats itself and how Val was saying you make the same mistakes over and over again. So Val was going through the same thing. She was saying to her uh, brother, Alex, I'm screwed. Either way, I'm screwed. There's no good way here for me. And Alex takes this all in stride as well. And he says, you know, I, you know, I'll, I'll be okay with anything, but I wouldn't mind having a baby with you. And she's like, we're not in love. Why would you even want to have a baby with, you know, someone you just kind of don't mind having a baby with? And he's like, yeah, that sounds great to me. I kind of don't mind having a baby with you because, like, I kind of don't mind, you know, getting popcorn at the movies. I mean, he takes it all in stride. He's really just sort of low-key about it. And they kind of just laugh their way through it. So I'd love to hear from you guys. 
my headphones keep falling off. I'd love to hear from you guys. Is this just another mistake? I mean, the benefit that they have here is that they're a solid 20 years older than Val was. So poor Val. I know my lovely co-host, Kaylee, who's not here tonight, she says, well, when you're 23 and you have a baby, come on, you're an adult. I don't think so. I think, like, gosh, 23 is still a baby. So when Val had Laura, she was 23. My word. Okay, so that's super, super young. So now, you know, Alex is in his late 30s. Okay, right. You should, you, you know, kind of wrap your mind around the fact that Nuh-uh. Now you're the adult. (laughs) Sorry, there's no more being a kid, Alex. It is your turn. So, I don't know. Do you think it's a mistake and that they're just going to make all those same mistakes that Laura did? So they're going to get married, probably, or cohabitate. Well, that didn't go so great for Val and Drew. Uh, They're going to have a baby when they have no real foundation. They're, They're pretty immature themselves. I mean, I think the best thing for Ray in having this baby is that she'll get to dress it up. So it'll be like Dungeons and Dragons all the time. Which will be super fun for Ray, that poor baby, but it'll be great for Ray. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Is this just going to be life repeating itself? Or are there lessons to learn here? I'm not really sure. But one thing that I think is interesting is, and this is the little bit of insight that I get into Val. So Val doesn't know that they're about to... We, I think. They, so they didn't say it for sure. They didn't say that they were going through with it. But I think they probably are going to go through with it. And Val walks in at, after just talking to Dawn, her mother, and basically losing Laura. And she says, you know, I've missed you, and you're my best friend, and why did we ever not live together? It's, we, it's not weird that siblings live together. I mean, why did we ever split houses? And he says, thank you for saying that. Would you like to stay for dinner? So here he sets out the tablecloth, or not the tablecloth, the um, placemats and the silverware and the cutlery, and they're acting like normal adults, like actual adults inviting someone in for dinner. So rather than Val picking up the pieces for Alex, or both of them picking up the pieces for themselves, here Alex is actually bringing Val into seemingly, at least in this scene, a stable environment a solid environment, a familial environment. And this is when I thought, maybe finally, this is Val's chance to heal because it's Val's chance for someone to take care of her. So Dawn never took care of her. And then Val had to raise Alex, as he always says. And then Val immediately had a baby when she was still a baby. So all she did was take care of everybody else no one really took care of her. And maybe this is her time that they can welcome her into the household and she's going to have stability, structure. Maybe it's a whole new chance at family for everybody. So just like Laura sort of gets a new chance at family with her grandmother, which may or may not be a bad thing. I mean, if you ask Val, it's a very bad thing. But it may not be a bad thing. Again, grandmothers, you know, being a natural uh, ally against the, the your mother and their daughter. So there might be something good there for Laura. I certainly hope so. That poor kid needs it. And then there might be something good here for Val, as long as she's not the one who ends up having to take care of the newborn baby because Ray and Alex are such flakes. Let's hope that it doesn't go that way. But it could be a, another chance at family. So that, I think, is a very positive 
positive thing that came out of this show. And, you know, like always, the, the acting is just outstanding. Michaela Watkins, she does such an incredible job. And, you know, they always hail this as a comedy, but here again, I thought this was a very dramatic episode. I think the biggest comedy to me was really Judy Greer, when she's just like, you're hot, you're my rebound, get used to it. So that was kind of fun. But I, I thought this was a very well-tied-up episode and leaving us wanting more. So when we had Xander Lehman, the creator of Casual In Here, he said, you know, how hard it is to write your last episode as if you're never going to get another season. And yet leave, so it's all nicely tied up, and yet leave it open in case you do get another season because that's what you want. So uh, I thought this was interesting. We'll see, obviously, I think um, Hulu would be nuts not to renew this because, hey, but uh, folks, I want to see what happens to the baby. Is there a baby? Do we get a baby? What, so that's a whole season of, you know, more family, more family. So I think that's very exciting. And, of course, I want to see everyone uh, back together. And really, I want redemption for Val. And I'd love to see Alex so happy. So uh, hit me up with all your thoughts and all your predictions. And I know that this has sort of been a fast kind of break-it-down show. Uh, but I'm, I'm alone today without my co-hosts, and um, I'm just sort of spewing all my ideas. But feel free to share your ideas, because I want to hear what you guys think as well. And I hope that we're all crossing our fingers, of course, for season four. Come on, Hulu. Come on. Come on, Lucky Seven. So uh, hoping we're going to know in like two weeks, which will be great. But in the interim, I just it's been a wonderful season. So thank you to Jason Reitman, who directed this one. Uh, and thank you to... Uh, Xander Lehman for getting all these great female directors in here. There's an incredible amount of female writers and female directors on this show. And then Michaela Watkins, um, Terrilyn Barr, and Tommy Dewey. You guys all rock. So wonderful. So it's been a great season. I'm all ready for season four. Um, hit me up on the social media YouTube. Let me tell you where you can find me. So I still am on Facebook. Apparently I'm like the only one still on Facebook. But my name is Elizabeth Alfano, as I said in the beginning. And you can find me on Facebook at Elizabeth Alfano, and I have the Celebrity Dinner Party, which is my show that I do outside of After Buzz, and I interview celebs over food and drink and, you know, give a couple drinks and you just don't know where the conversation's going. So you can hit up all my celebrity interviews at thedinnerparty.tv. That's my website, thedinnerparty.tv. And, of course, Twitter and Instagram, dinnerpartychgo. So hit me up there, too. And if you're watching now on YouTube live um, or later on YouTube, just throw me your questions. I would love to know what you guys think about this episode. If you think there is redemption for Val, does she pick up the pieces? Do people finally take care of her? Will there be a baby? Come on, people, tell me, will there be a baby? Because this is what we want to know. Will the babies start acting like grown-ups and uh, take care of a new baby? And what does this mean for Laura if there's a baby? I mean, I do feel sorry for Laura in that she just got pushed aside. I mean, she just, she missed it, you know? Her childhood is over. She's 17, about to be 18. Her childhood's over. No one ever looked after her. Again, history repeating itself, just like no one ever took care of Val. No one ever took care of Laura. And I don't see Laura really getting her life together because she doesn't have the school's skills or the tool set, just like Val didn't. So I am hoping that there's redemption for this family, and maybe the new baby brings that. 
Okay, peeps, I'm going to sign off because I've been talking to myself, having a great time, actually. This is kind of fun. Uh, I'm going to sign off. I'll say don't forget. Uh, so we might have a while before we have season four, but this Wednesday, starting at 9 Central and 10 Eastern Time, Sinner with Jessica Beale is going to be on the USA Network, and I'm all excited about that. To not know who did the crazy, violent crime, because we know it, but why did she do it? So the psychological thriller Sinner is going to be on the USA Network, and I think that is it for now, folks. I'm signing off. It's been great to be here again. My name's Elizabeth Alfano. Hit me up on social media. And until I see you at season four, folks, have a good one. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 